Hello, my fellow office warriors, and welcome to Dear HR Diary by Manage with Heart, where HR and management meet snark, sass, and a treasure trove of unforgettable tales. We'll dive deep into the wild world of human resources and management like never before. We unwrap the juiciest HR and management stories, tackling the real, the ridiculous, and the utterly outrageous. From hiring horror stories to office romance debacles, we spill the tea on everything HR and management related, all while sharing practical tips and tricks for navigating the corporate maze. Dear HR Diary is the unfiltered truth you wish they taught in management school. We prove that behind every HR policy is a story waiting to be told and solutions to be created. Stay tuned for a roller coaster ride through the thrilling, sometimes baffling, world of HR and management served with a generous dose of humor and heart. Hello, all my wonderful office workplace warriors. Welcome back to another episode of Dear HR Diary. I mean it with heart. I'm your host, Dawn Hart, and I am happy to be on this journey with you today. So interesting conversation I was having with one of my managers the other day. We were disescalating or de-escalating, you know, words. We were de-escalating a situation between a couple of employees, and we got on the topic of how to de-escalate not only an employee, but a customer. And I talked about the time that I was a call center supervisor. And inevitably, I ended up with upset customers on a pretty regular basis because any of you that have worked in a call center know people don't generally call to tell you what a fantastic job you've been doing. They call to tell you what an idiot you are or how stupid the billing is or how messed up their service is. And I know some of my customer service people out there are shaking their head and they're like, right on. I totally get it. I managed a call center. Not only did I manage a call center, I did a lot of call center training. And one thing that we talked about was de-escalating and how to help an upset customer. I mean, basically, when you literally want to come through the phone and like shake them because you're thinking, how stupid could you possibly be? I mean, honestly, it's like, I swear, I think everyone should work a retail Christmas. And I think everyone should spend some time in the food service industry. So like being a waiter or waitress, um, shout out to all of you. My daughter actually works at a coffee shop. So, and she worked in retail and she actually said working in a coffee shop's a lot easier. Food service was a lot easier than having to deal with upset customers at Christmas time because, I mean, shockingly, doesn't Christmas come the same time every year? And inevitably, people tend to wait a long time. Like, I generally do my Christmas shopping like in the summer and then throughout the last half of the year because the last place I want to be after working 10 years in retail is anywhere near a mall. Um, I'm also tend to be a little bit more empathetic when I'm calling someone on the phone customer service wise because having been on that other side of the phone call, I can completely 100 percent relate to people in the shoes having to deal with really upset upset customers. And I tend, even though I'm upset, I tend to like try to de-escalate myself before I have to make a phone call. But honestly, it made me pause for a second and really think about how dealing with an upset customer can be challenging because I mean they're frustrated, they're angry, and they really come with a problem. And that was the topic that came up between me and this manager. And this manager basically said, you know, here's the deal. I've been customer service for a really long time, like 30 plus years. And he said, customers want three things. 
they want to be heard. They want to be acknowledged that their problem, whether you think it's real or not, their problem is valid and is concerning. And then they want your help solving the situation. And I laughed at him and I said, you know, you're absolutely right. And I think that one could be said when you're dealing with employees, that could be compared as well. So whether it is an upset situation where an employee really feels like, they're getting the raw end of the deal or an upset customer where they feel like the service has been or they've been wronged in a service. It's important to like really put yourself in those shoes to allow yourself, particularly as a manager, to understand their perspective. And, you know, I want to talk about this as a customer service situation. So picture this, a customer calls in. Those of you that have been in the customer service industry know what I'm talking about. They're frustrated about a particular product issue. The first step they really want is to be listened to. No matter how upset they are, it's very much like listening. So when an employee comes to you as a manager, it's important that you listen. Now, active listening could be a whole nother podcast, and maybe I'll take a look at doing a podcast on what active listening really looks like. But one thing that I really encourage managers when I'm doing coaching is to physically scoot away from your computer, put your cell phone down. And look your employees in the eye. Now, if you're a customer service, you obviously can't. If you're on the phone, you obviously can't look them in the eye. So active listening is even more critical that um, either that customer feels like you're listening to them because they physically can't see you. In a situation where you're sitting across the desk from an employee and they come in upset, you know, active listening, first thing you want to do is like look up and let them see that you are paying attention. Let them vent, let them express their concerns. and then. Obviously, we want to assure them that their feelings are valid. Again, it's that perception, right? While you as a manager may not think it's that big of a deal, and trust me, as an HR person, there have been lots of times where I've thought, well, is this that big of a deal? But, you know, our employees really, truly want to be heard. They are approaching you with a problem and just taking a moment to pause and really listen to those employees is creating an open space for them to share their thoughts and feelings without judgment. So truly, obviously, that active listening, just like we would do when we're de-escalating a customer, is showing that you're listening and understanding what the situation is. You know, the next thing we really want to do is communicate with our employees or in the same scenario that I just talked about. Communication is a very powerful tool. So whether you're dealing with an upset customer or managing an issue with your employees, communication is incredibly important. You want to make sure that it's clear, concise, and obviously you want to assure them that they're to help. You're there to help. When you're talking to an employee, that effective communication really fosters that healthy work environment. So not only have you pushed back from your desk and you're now making eye contact, maybe you're nodding, maybe you're leaning forward. Again, it's that nonverbal communication that is just as effective as looking somebody in the eye. It's, you know, very much letting that employee know that you are there to help. It's being transparent. And then of course it helps encourage your employee and your team to express their concerns. You don't want an employee to feel like not only are they already upset, but if you are making the problem worse by maybe not paying attention or not really listening or having people repeat themselves because, again, you're not really paying attention, 
you know, that's important. I think that's one of the biggest first steps when you become a new manager is really learning how to effectively communicate with your team. So of course, you had that level of communication um, when you were a regular employee. Now, how can you make that better now that you're managing employees? You know, encouraging that collaboration or encouraging employees to come in and work with you, it's not always easy. It's setting that groundwork and really creating what a lot of us call psychological safety, where an employee feels like they are safe to come in and have a conversation with you. Let me give you an example. So um, back to this manager situation when I was talking to my manager and he was telling me about the three things that he felt were important when he's communicating with a customer, he basically um, was de-escalating this situation with these two employees. And this one employee was getting very, very upset and really had shut down listening. And the other employee was continuing to talk over um, the other employee. And it was becoming, obviously, a very frustrating type of situation where I could tell nothing was either getting heard or was being effectively communicated. So we actually dismissed the two, dismissed one of the employees and continued to have a conversation with this other employee. Well, this other employee was still extremely upset and it was obvious that we weren't going to get anywhere with this employee. So basically I jumped in and I said, okay, here's the deal. I can tell you're frustrated and it can really be frustrating when you feel like you're not being listened to. So we're going to give you the floor and we're going to let you have the opportunity to express how you're feeling and tell us what your perception is of the situation. So the employee obviously was nervous. It's never any fun to like have a conversation with your boss and, you know, HR in the room. And this employee really took a second and then just kind of bloated and really voice got raised, obviously very upset to which I told this employee, listen, I don't know you. I haven't been around you. I don't know what your mannerisms are. But from an outsider looking in, it is very obvious that you are upset and your voice is raised and heated and could come across as aggressive. And again, I don't know you, but this is an outsider looking in. And I'm looking at this situation thinking that you are really, really angry. And I almost feel like your anger is directed at me. So I can see where other employees could feel like that your anger could be directed at them. Now, I'm going to assume this is not your intent, but I want to tell you, this is the perception to which the employee was very much like, oh my gosh, it was almost like this aha moment. This employee just had this light bulb moment where they basically kind of took a deep breath and said, oh my gosh, that is not the way I want to come across that's not my intent. I really, it pains me that someone has this perception of me. So it's having very transparent conversation where you sometimes have to call the elephant out in the room and say, listen, whether this is your intent or not, this is your, this is the perception that, that I'm getting. And quite honestly, it could be the situation that others are having. Once that employee had that aha moment, that's when the manager stepped in and said, listen, you know, we are here to help. We want to give you the tools to help you communicate more effectively with other employees. 
Um, you're a great employee. You do a fantastic job. How do we get you to the next level? So it's really those skills that we use to de-escalate customers that are very similar to how we align those in dealing with our employees. You know, it's how do we get there? Now, if we had just decided to jump in and solve the problem and basically, you know, put these two employees in a ring and let them duke it out. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't believe in physical violence. Um, but if we were to like basically say, hey, y'all need to work this out. Y'all are grownups, which I agree. I mean, we have adults that work in the workplace. And if we just basically said, y'all need to figure this out on your own, the conflict would never be resolved. And there would continue to be this very fragile, almost walking on eggs type of situation where they don't want to talk to each other. So it's, you know, we want to create harmony and how can we do that? Well, we need to listen. If we had just gone in and immediately tried to solve the problem, the problem A would have never been solved. And quite honestly, I don't think the employees would be able to work with each other, which could in turn result in losing good employees. I mean, these are perfectly good employees and it boiled down to an extreme level of miscommunication between the two. Now, they came back, you know, we brought the other employee back in and we had a conversation with the other employee and let them hear the side of the story. And again, it, it just boiled down to this huge miscommunication or perception, be it, that they had of each other. And really strong employees, they both had the opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, lay everything out on the table and, and respond back and forth to each other. But it was that really being heard part that I think made this huge equivalent difference between them. Now, as managers, we ultimately want to solve the problem and go about our day, which would be perfect in the land of utopia or the perfect workplace if it exists. But unfortunately, I'm here to tell you that perfect workplace doesn't exist. And just like those perfect customers out there that call you to tell you how fantastic you are, as a manager, you're not going to get that with your employees. They're not, honestly not coming in to tell you, you know, how fantastic this fight happened. Like they're here to be listened to. They're here to know that their problems are valid and that their situations can be solved. They're here seeking guidance from you as a manager. They're here to really hope that you understand. And one of my previous podcasts, I talked about how we deal, particularly us in HR, deal with employees and their most vulnerable state. Well, in the situation that I'm talking about, these employees were in an incredibly vulnerable state. And when you are upset or you're angry, you're really not in your right mind. I promise you, you're truly not thinking about what the situation is and what's going on around you. It's almost like those tunnel vision. Like I think of those Clydesdale horses that have those blinders on um, that really can't see that their focus is just dead ahead and they can't see through peripheral vision. And I, uh, we, when we get in this heightened level as employees and as managers, none of us can think. And it's important that we're able to pause and think through this situation and get us back on the right track. Employees can't go from heightened being upset straight to problem solving. That, that's not going to work. Nor is it going to create a psychologically safe working environment where employees really feel like they can come to you with problems um, or they really feel like you as a manager aren't listening. 
So when I'm working with my managers, one of the things that we talk about a lot is how we can actively communicate and how we can really show our employees that we're truly listening to them. Because you can't go from this heightened level straight to uh, straight to problem solving. It went backfire. Obviously, the same goes when you're dealing with customers. You can't go from listening to this customer and then jumping in and trying to solve the problem because feelings need to be validated. Whether you think the feelings are valid or not is a whole different story, right? So I have employees that come to me, they're really upset. Nine times out of 10, they truly just want to be listened to. But then it's, okay, so how do we solve this? Or what are what are your thoughts? Or what are your ideas to get this problem solved? It's okay to ask those questions as you're digging for further information so that you have a firm understanding of what the employee is upset about. In fact, there are times that I take out my little notepad. It's actually a really big notepad. I take out my notepad and I start taking notes and I say, okay, so this is, let me, let me confirm this is the situation as I'm hearing it, or this is the situation as you're telling me, or this is the perception I'm getting from you. So these are all questions that are valid questions to ask when employees come in upset and you're trying to help de-escalate the situation. It could be, tell me more. What happened when? How are you feeling now? And then, of course, once the employer really feels like they've listened to, now it's the problem solving, right? So we can move into asking questions like, what are your thoughts on how we fix this? Or what are some things that you would like to be done, you'd like to have done differently? Or how can I support you as a manager to move through this challenge? Or where do you feel like the situation got off track? Again, this is question. These are questions that you can ask as you're helping solve problems, right? Now, as we get into this, I'm just going to solve it and move on. And it's just like jumping in. I know. I don't know if anybody's ever had a situation where people like they're they're like thinking one step ahead of you, and it's almost like I'm going to solve this problem, or they're talking on top of you. I've worked with managers that unfortunately talk on top of their employees, so they interrupt them. That's bad. Like, don't be interrupting your employees. They get frustrated. And I know when I'm working with employees or when I'm working with managers or even when I'm working with senior leaders, and I'm like, I know you want to jump in and solve the problem, but stop. You're driving us crazy. Like, that's like my mental brain going, please stop. Please just listen. I don't need you to solve the problem. And it's funny because I'll do that with my husband too. I'll be like, hey, I don't need you to solve the problem. I just need you to listen. And then inevitably, as I'm talking through it, I end up solving my own problem. And I'll tell you that a lot of times my managers, when they're like listening to their employees, the employees will solve their own problem. And that's that's the bonus of it all. And then of course, because they feel really listened to you by as by their, you know, being listened to as their manager, it's almost like my manager's the best. They really help me solve problems. And it's, they walk away feeling, and you walk away going, I'm not really sure what I did. And I'm not really sure how I solved that problem, but I apparently asked the right questions and the employer were able to solve the problems. And I I tell uh, when I was working with em- employees that were trying to, trying to solve problems, I'm like, okay, so what's your solution to the problem? It's, you know, don't just bring me a problem, bring me a solution kind of thing. I think as you're going through and asking those questions, you're inevitably helping your employees solve their own problems, good, bad, indifferent. Um, but again, that effective communication or really truly listening to what your employees are saying is the part that makes the biggest difference. And again, when you're de-escalating customers, same type of situation. So next time an employee comes to your office and they're just really upset, 
you know, take pause to really think through these three steps or think through what it is that your employees need from you at that time when they're in the heightened awareness or they're really escalated or there's a situation. It's your employees want to feel listened to. They really want you to acknowledge the situation and then they need your help solving those problems. And once you do that, it's stunning the amount of collaboration that you're creating with not just your employees, but your team around you. Well, that wraps up another episode of Dear HR Diary by Manage with Heart. You know, the secret insight that they wish you you learned in management school. Um, I'm here to kind of shed some light on that. And I'm really hoping that this helped make a difference as you're working with your employees each and every day. Again, hey, I encourage you, go out, leave a five-star rating, share, promote. I'm happy to like talk about other topics that you might want to hear about. There's all kinds of topics in the workforce that we deal with each and every day. And I'm sure if you have some fantastic HR stories, horror stories or not, or you need some problem solving from the management side of the world, please feel free to leave a comment. I am happy to answer any questions that you might have regarding that. Well, until next time, I hope you stay fabulous, my amazing workplace warriors, and take care and make sure that you manage with heart. Well, my fellow office warriors, that's a wrap for today's episode of Dear HR Diary by Manage with Heart. It's the unfiltered truth you wish they'd taught in management school. We hope you enjoyed this roller coaster ride through the intriguing realms of HR and management, complete with snark, sass, and a whole lot of heart. HR and management isn't just about policies and procedures. It's about people, passions, and the occasional workplace shenanigans. Got some interesting HR stories to share or a burning management question? Reach out. We love hearing from you. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review. Your feedback helps keeps the snark alive and the stories flowing. For more information or to book a consultation with me, go to managewithheart, that's H-A-R-T dot com. Dear HR Diary by Manage With Heart is signing off until next time. Stay fabulous and sassy, my fellow workplace warriors.